my podcast pals. Welcome back to another edition of House of Call. Part of the Ringer Podcast Network. This is, as you know, my friends, a food podcast for the hungry people, by the hungry people. And I am your hungry host, Joe House. My podcast pals, my hungry homies, my taste buds. I am approaching this week's show with the reverence it deserves. We are on the brink of Thanksgiving, quite likely the most important holiday in the history of humankind. I'm very pleased with today's show. We have a food fight. Myself, Mallory Rubin, Juliet Littman, getting to the bottom of the very, very best in food sides. Also, as a little bit of a surprise, we grabbed Kelly Olenek of the Miami Heat. He was here in D.C. last week for a game, the Heat and the Wiz. Kelly and I broke bread and made peace after... He broke my heart last year in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. A wonderful dinner at Momofuku, CCDC, the DC version of Dave Chang's fantastic Momofuku. Kelly had not been before. I stole his Momofuku virginity. Kelly is a deep foodie, and we talked about his trials and tribulations all over this great country of ours in terms of eating as an NBA player. Kelly with a really deep sushi background including making sushi in his dorm room at Gonzaga University. You're going to enjoy that conversation. I promise it. We may even have to turn this into a new segment. Dinner in the DMV. Talk to me, hungry people. Let me hear your thoughts on that one. But let's get into that belly with this unbelievably important and crucial food fight. All right, hungry homies. It is Thanksgiving week, and you know that we here at House of Carbs are not going to let you down. We have very important insights, opinions, and thoughts to share with you as you formulate your Thanksgiving menu. We, I'm very happy to announce we have a reconvening of the Candy Crew, and we actually have a name for this debate we're about to undertake. Uh, the last discussion with these these two uh, luscious ladies of shit. What rhymes with with uh, what's an L? A good food let's L just, word. Let's just stop you there, House. <laughs> luscious ladies. <laughs> I, I think I accept that, but I definitely wouldn't have guessed. That's what you were going to say. I, I was going to say <laughs> luscious ladies of Latkes, but I don't know huh. if that's you know that's a little too specific. I think we should move on to Thanksgiving food. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, edit that. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> we have a, a a glorious reconvening. So for Halloween, we had a debate. We had a best candy debate. And, and I think everybody can agree. That was a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touched on mature subjects. <laughs> Good callback. Love it. Yeah, I think we can all agree. This one, for Thanksgiving, we decided to give this food fight. By the way, hashtag food fight, new branding opportunity. Anybody that wants to pay the House of Carbs for their food fight, jump in here. We have a food fight. Mallory Rubin and Juliet Lippman are back, and we are going to go through. We have a bracket. We have a sweet 16, except for I'm going to call this a savory 16 to be more specific and accurate here. So we have a savory 16, the best 
Thanksgiving side. We're going to try to get to the bottom of it. Hey, Juliet and Mallory, what's happening? Hi. Quite an intro. Quite an intro. <laughs> I hope this all lives up to the to what you said. My goodness. So we should try for some ground rules, right? We we did come up with sixteen sides. There are uh, as as everybody would anticipate mainstream sides paired with a little bit more exotics. We have a few exotics in here, uh, and we didn't go to the trouble of, of doing any seedings, but we did try and match up food group with food group. Yes. Um, and so as we as we go through this, there are going to be head-to-head competitions. We're going to take 16 down to one. Uh, and in the first place, they're going to be sort of um, in regionals that make sense for the particular food item, right? So mac and cheese is grouped with uh, green bean casserole. That kind of makes sense. Your, your cornbread is matched up with your Parker House rolls. That makes sense. This, we have a Chinese sticky stuffing that's up against traditional stuffing. That makes sense. Mashed potatoes against potatoes au gratin. Anyway, everybody understands, I think, what we're trying to do here. Those are several of the matchups. Um, how should we proceed, ladies? Um, let's go mat- let, Let's go matchup by matchup, I guess. Let's start with— Yeah, I, I mean, think that's right. Let's start with the, with the potato. Fight. Yeah, let's just let's just jump into potatoes right right away. I just no want, big picture scene setting about how we feel about Thanksgiving, like like with when Juliet told us how she hated Halloween. Yeah, this is a great point. I shouldn't assume that everybody <laughs> feels the exact same way that I do about Thanksgiving, which is it is it is the very best holiday on the holiday calendar. It is my very favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. I guess it's possible that other people don't feel that way. Um, I just Juliet. I. I like Thanksgiving as a pause in life, but I wouldn't say I live for Thanksgiving food. Oh, My well, God. it's okay. That's fine. I, you can have that opinion. I do. Li- I live for several of these dishes. Like I fucking love mashed potatoes. Like it's definitely part of my last meal on earth. But I don't know. Like just something about. Just I'll, say it. I just don't like turkey. There it is. I don't like there turkey. There it is, people. <laughs> Had to get the truth out into the world. Any, the hideous truth. I, Not even dark meat. No, no turkey for me. We, we're gonna we're gonna break you of that. I don't know if you've had the chance to listen to the podcast I did with Adam Rappaport of Bon Appetit, where he described a certain preparation. I'm not going to ruin it. But let me hear. Let me see if you you actually listened to that episode. Did you hear Rappo's no, uh, recipe? Not yet. Oh, see. Not a not a House of Carbs fan. That's not you, all fair. You do, That's not you just fair. Come, all you do is come on and 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 give us your 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 beautiful gems. On food news, and that's it. If you'd like me to stop doing that, I can. <laughs> no, 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 please. I insist. You have to be on. Anyway, so uh, Rappo had a recipe. He actually threw it up yesterday on the Twitter of a braising and a tearing apart. And, you know, it starts to take on something that I think people would, would more likely uh, associate with like a brisket kind of approach mm. or maybe like a like – a, um, a, a soft, uh, you know, uh, what's the meat dish that I'm thinking of? Like a like a short rib kind of approach to it. Okay. Um, so we're we're, we're going to see if we'll, we'll we'll try that later. But uh, that's fine. You you cannot like turkey. Turkey's not in this bracket. This is about size. I do like um, many of these sides. I just just sort of like the centerpiece. I, I also, but I feel similarly at almost every like catered meal or in almost every restaurant. Like I prefer apps. Right. I like sides. I just I love I love past hors d'oeuvres at a cocktail party. Like I think an ideal wedding is basically all cocktail party, no meal. It's the variety Incredible. thing. You don't want to dig in on a yeah. on on a centerpiece. Beth, you want the variety. Bethany Frankel once said, "Taste everything, eat nothing," and I agree. 
I think uh, that's part of Thanksgiving's charm, though, right? Is that it isn't, sure, the turkey is the centerpiece, but in no way does that diminish the power of the sides. It's all about the the harmony. This is it. I'm right there with Mallory. That's exactly right. Mallory, what's your take on Thanksgiving? Um, Thanksgiving is my highest of holy days. <laughs> yeah! See, I knew it. I knew it. Food it was and destiny. football? What, I, what else do I want Food in this life? Absolutely nothing. That's right. In this life. And four days off. Here's, well, let's, I mean. Really? Five days off? Well, because who, who works on Wednesday? No such thing as five days off when you work on the internet. But, be that as it may, <laughs> I, here's how deeply I care about Thanksgiving. I refuse to travel on Thanksgiving. Like I will, the time is so precious to me. My routine, which centers largely around the food, but also the football and some movie watching and some TV binging. I don't want to lose any of those hours. People are welcome to come to me. We will have a meal at our home and you're welcome there. All of you are welcome there, but I will not go to your home. I would ask this very gently. I don't want to traipse into something unintentionally. We actually cook. We actually cook on Thanksgiving. We do not order it on Postmates. Okay, well, that was one part of it. Do do people come? They, I mean, yeah. Does your family? Well, oh, okay. no, not Ooh. my family, but they're not. They're not. <laughs> I, I'm not oh, sure. I've ever I'm sorry. We're starting with your family. I'm sorry. Directly invited them. I think it's more of an implied invitation for them. They're, you know, you're welcome to join if you'd like. But friends who are local, and, and the other thing is, LA is a town where like a lot of people leave. You know, yeah. they head back east. So it's sort of been nice over the last few years to build a little tradition where the people who are kind of here, who stay behind, can gather at our home and try to keep their turkey away from our cat. It's lovely. I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of Friends Thanksgiving, but if I was in your family, and I think your people are out here on the East Coast, Baltimore, yeah. I, yeah, I would be thinking about like, hey, I want to get the F out of Charm City because the weather just turned to the to the, to the the S zone. It's sucky now. <laughs> let, let me get out they usually to, the, come, to the left coast. They usually come at this time of year. My dad and stepmom were just here. My mom and yeah. stepdad and sister will be coming out either in like they usually come de- December or February. But for some reason, never Thanksgiving, which again is fine with me. That time is, is precious to me, as is my family, just to be clear. Yeah, okay. We, well, we, we've, we've got it established. Uh I'm not surprised that we see the world the same way, um, although I will be spending Thanksgiving with my family. Well, that's your choice. That's lovely. Get to it. <laughs> I will be as well. Yeah. In good old New York City. It's a hell of a town. I it's live pre- perfect. I live pretty close to where the balloons are um, inflated for the, for the parade. So, like, when I was in high school, that was, like, a thing to do is, like, go check out the balloons and then, like, try to, like, find someone whose parents were, like, out for the night to party. Wow. So one of the that's right. So so Mallory, you're deprived of one of Thanksgiving's terrific traditions, which is the Wednesday night drink up when everybody comes reconvenes. Everybody's back in town. You're back with your old pals. Everybody's, you know, got a free uh, slate the next day and you can sleep off your hangover or just drink your way through your hangover the next day uh, that the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving drink up could not be underestimated. Sounds terrible to me. What? Yeah, not into that at all. Not into that. The, the, the moment that work ends for those precious few hours, it's like, all right, boot up Fellowship of the Ring. Let's get the trilogy in here. Like, I have a lot I want to achieve in a very limited period of time. Oh, my God. Most of it takes place in pajamas on my couch. I think it's a Thanksgiving violation. You could do pajamas on your couch Thursday after, as soon as you're done with turkey, onto the couch in your pajamas, and you can stay that way until Sunday night. 
That's not how Mallory rolls house. That's not enough time? As much time Certainly at not. home on the couch in pajamas as possible is her lifestyle. That's, that's right. Pens, also, pens house. the Postmates. That's right. Juliet understands. You have to keep in mind, <laughs> a football weekend, that's that's work for us. You know, we don't, we don't, we have to I maximize to that Wednesday evening. Fuck you to the NFL and NCAA <laughs> football for taking every opportunity possible to schedule football. It's on all the time. All the time. It's just too much for me. That's the other thing. Very quickly here. I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time talking about my personal insane habits, but the first 5 years of my career was exclusively editing college football. And so you know definitively Christmas, New Year's, you know, big bowl games are happening then. You're losing that time no matter what. And also Juliet will understand this. As a Jew, I would always volunteer for those shifts so yeah. that my my non-Jewish colleagues could enjoy their holiday. And so that made Thanksgiving even more precious to me. A true so generous. sacred time. Leave yeah. me alone. Give me a, 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 a some sort of scented, spiced beverage, much like Kyle has provided us today here in the studio. Oh, what? Kyle gave us eggnog. Their beverages? Kyle, Kyle yeah. brought us eggnog and multiple types of liquor. <laughs> I'm looking at a bottle of Jim Beam bourbon whiskey and a bottle of Captain Morgan's. I have not had Captain Morgan's in about 12 years due to drinking it too much previously, <laughs> but it's lo- lovely to see it. That's right. Kyle well, is know, really it's committed. A sponsor. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We've established some ground rules here. Mm, we uh, just established any some recommendation? Lunacy. Where do you want to start? <laughs> I want, where, where should we start? I want to start with a hot matchup. Mashed potatoes against potatoes au gratin. How many of I yeah. actually have one more question. I'm very sorry. How many of the items that ended up on this list came from the crowdsourcing? Like, how, how much is the listenership represented here I think about versus half. our sort of more traditional offerings? It about half. Yeah, I think about half. We, we kind of ourselves self, um, you know, selected kind of the middle, um, the mainstream, you know, seven or eight or nine. And then we had, we did belly source for the, for the remainders and we got a, full, a, a handful of wonderful exotics from the terrific uh, belly sourcing. So I, Juliet's right, about half. This is great because then when people listen and say, like, what the fuck is side X? Why would you put that on there? You blame the listeners yeah. instead of having to take that's responsibility that's yourself. Right. So I felt that, it was important to we... establish that up front. <laughs> we're, we're, we're taking no responsibility <laughs> for anything. So if you disagree, you can send uh, an email to I don't give a shit dot com. OK. Mashed potatoes versus potatoes au gratin. This is easy. I just have a question. I love mashed potatoes. Yeah. I like potatoes au gratin as well. Sure. Are these Thanksgiving foods? Phenomenal I mean, question, because that's an important thing to establish in terms of how we perceive the exercise. Particularly because you um, made it clear for the Halloween that's candy right. that you pr- you put seasonal limited time dishes above something that you can have year round. Glad and, you raised this point. And I know that you have mashed potatoes like three times a week. Mashed potatoes transcend that rule. That's how important they are to me. That's how important they are to me. You know the bit on Curb recently? Nothing's, nothing, the the federal government law, nothing's ahead of the golden rule. Mashed potatoes are. Okay. House? We, I mean, we've established it. There there is uh, absolutely no question that mashed potatoes belong on Thanksgiving. I haven't, I've been alive um, 40 some odd years and every year of my life I've had mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving, so I'm pretty sure they go. Potatoes are gotten or Delicious. Yeah. Absolutely Wonderful. delicious. This is not a Wonderful. mark against a warm, gooey, heaping spoonful of potatoes au gratin. This is a credit to the power of the mashed potato. I love mashed yeah. potatoes. There's truly so. there's truly no better food. I, I, I actually I don't know there's anything better to eat than mashed potatoes. Just in the world. Yeah. The mashers 
Incredible. We're all universally uh, in yeah, alignment here. The, the masters advance, but what I might like to to put out there to the hungry people. Don't be afraid to make a small size casserole casserole dish of either potatoes potatoes au gratin or a nice scallop potato. Yeah, like you can have potato. a small size, and when you can, you, obviously you're going to have your masher. That's taking up a, an important place on your on your dinner plate, probably a first plate. Mashed potatoes are definitely a first plate appearance. Uh, you cannot have you wanted, too many potato dishes during Thanksgiving. This is it. Yeah. We're we're in agreement here. I also That's just exactly want right. to say, mashed potatoes, throw in some goat cheese or another kind of soft cheese. Oh, God. Now you're wow. taking it to a whole nother level. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Really good. So, okay, that was going to be my next question is, do you have a very specific, either for Thanksgiving or just in general as you consume mashed potatoes in the daily course of your life, do you have a very specific thing you're looking for, a type of mashed potato, a consistency, a flavor profile, or are you like, hey, give me as many different kinds of mashed potatoes as you possibly can? I like the latter. However, there's nothing more soul-crushing and disappointing than um Fake mashed potatoes made from like the powder oh, or the sure. box. Yeah, that's. Tough. I actually find it like disgusting to even think about. Right now, but, ha- has that feeling poisoned you against a really like smooth, no. fully whipped pure mashed potato? No, of course not. Okay, you don't need to see like some chunks as no. proof of. I one thing I really like is um, chives in my mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's that. That makes a lot of sense. I like an herby mashed one- potato. Let me let me ask you too. We're talking about all the variations and varieties of of mashers that are out there. I'm fine with a middle of the road, um, even just a basic lightly buttered masher for for Thanksgiving because I'm putting gravy on them, and I don't put gravy on every single mm-hmm. mashed potato. Like if I'm having mashed potato with a steak, which I will do yeah, many 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 times, I don't put gravy on on those mashers. But I know I'm going to have gravy with my Thanksgiving meal, so I don't I I don't need an extra flavor profile. From the mashers. Interesting. I'm just saying. Keep it straightforward. I get that I too. Well, because I'm getting that. Yeah. I'm getting it from the gravy. I mean, the gravy, the enhancement, the flavor profile of the gravy. I want to to, to control the day uh, with the mashed potatoes. Okay. Anyway, we've advanced the mashers. Let's jump over here. We're in the same bracket. Up against, we have a sweet potato pecan casserole, which is slightly specific. I mean, we were looking for uh, uh, a way to get sweet potatoes in here. Sweet potato pecan casserole up against sweet potatoes with marshmallows, which is just, you know, a right down the middle sweet potato presentation. It's just a no-brainer. You got to go with the marshmallows. I mean, well, I yeah, what are we even doing here? That's good because let's just keep it moving. Like, this is... That's a great point. This, okay, now, let's, look, let's if you want to put pecans in your... Sweet potato marshmallow mix. Great. Yeah. More power to you. Toss a walnut in. I think pecans are really overrated, but that's fine. Oh, my goodness. It's fine. Let's keep it going. One of our better nuts. I like pecans. <laughs> we're down here to we're, – we're, we're going to move to a bracket that has a couple different sort of uh, – this is this is a carbs uh, uh, bracket. Well, actually, no, because we have it up against some some vegetables as well. We have cornbread and Parker House rolls. I had to Google Parker House I rolls. I also had to Google Parker you House did? rolls, and that's an auto-elimination oh. yes. for me. Uh, I mean, oh, my agreed. God. Yeah. Also, number two behind mashed potatoes is cornbread. I love cornbread. So I actually would, I would, I'll introduce, I know I'm not allowed to do this, but I just want the record to say that I am not, I don't feel good about voting for cornbread. I um, like a crescent roll. That's good. And my Thanksgiving meal. My brother likes to make sure. homemade popovers on Thanksgiving. They're that makes sense. Wonderful. They're really good. They're really good. It is important to have a roll of some type. There are people out there who say, well, you have so many starches on the plate already because of the stuffing, because of the potatoes that you don't need a roll. 
Those people are monsters. Yeah, disagree. <laughs> disagree. Um, I'm still stuck on the fact that neither one of you knew where Parker House was. Give us a quick were. rundown. I actually, I opened Wikipedia. Now, I Googled it, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to Wikipedia this, see where it came yeah, from. Yeah, I was like, is that a brand? Is that a style? It's a, it's a, I, I would describe it as a style. They're effing St- delicious. Style, yeah. They're the... Yeah, they're 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 beautiful. They're slightly they're they're your um, you bake them in in kind of a sheet kind of style, okay. and they're all yeah, sep- yeah. separable. And you can and they're small in stature, and they're puffy, and they're light, and they have a butter. I think Mallory would like them. Inside. I'm gonna vote for this. And they have yeah, and you have salt, and you put you can sprinkle a little bay salt yeah, on yeah, top yeah. If, you, if that's your thing, a little bay down the elbow. Okay, right onto the top of the. I mean, they're they're effing unbelievable. My Google Parker's image when they're done right. My Google image uh, browsing right now confirms that I not only have had these but love these. I just did not know <laughs> yeah, that's what they what were are you called. About? I still Come would on. prefer a crescent roll, but it's the same principle. Yeah, same dough, it is. butter, salt. That's right. So I will vote for Puff, the Parker House roll. I also puffy a little bit of air. Wikipedia tells me they were invented at the Parker House Hotel. Boston and Massachusetts is the home of Thanksgiving. So, great point. How, how do we not give it to these rolls? The Parker House carries the day. Yeah, let's do it. Cornbread really cornbread belongs with um, barbecue to me. I think there's I, a case really for want... a cornbread stuffing though, which we can get to later. Oh, okay. Ooh, that sounds that could be tasting. <laughs> butternut squash this, versus corn. Yeah, in this same bracket, butternut squash versus corn. This, these are two different walks of life altogether. I don't want either of these on my Thanksgiving plate. I, I feel the exact same yeah. way. What the fuck is this? I don't this? ever want butternut squash. So overrated and never seasoned enough. I always wish it was a pumpkin item and or like a straight up squash and not butternut squash. I do not like butternut squash soup. I've never had a good one. I like butternut squash soup, and I also like butternut squash. You're, the, the important item element of it you just described is the seasoning. You you clearly have been uh, uh, you you've been uh, underserved or or you know a disservice has been committed because you've like, never had properly prepared butternut squash. But then it becomes just a vehicle for the seasoning, and like what seasoning are you like? Damn, I live for oregano. I live for thyme. It has its own taste. It it tastes a little bit like fall. Nah. Don't you think? No? I I would rather. If we're going with an orange puree, please make it pumpkin. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce one wrinkle here. I have Let's no interest. I just want to like if I have not been clear, I do not want corn on my Thanksgiving plate. I do not want it on my Thanksgiving table. I do not want it in my home on Thanksgiving. I am not interested in squash as a side dish. However, one thing that I think is often missing from a Thanksgiving meal is a nice, warm, soothing soup to get things started. And I would accept a butternut squash soup at the beginning of the meal. And let me let me take that to a whole nother level. Juliet looks uh, horrified. This, 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 no. Well, no, this might help Juliet. It, a butternut squash curry soup is is absolutely wonderful. There there are recipes for butternut squash curry soup that are magical. I don't they like warm, curry. They they magical. Oh. He says magical. Damn it. <laughs> I don't like well, curry. Well, because there's a little bit of a heat. You can you can spice it to taste. And if you you start off a Thanksgiving meal, which is a pretty down the middle in terms of spice and variety, it's a lot of textures and flavors. But there isn't a lot of vehicles for for sort of spice and and a and a butternut squash curry soup. Pretty pretty dynamite way to kick things off. But I'm with here. Here's one curious thing about corn. We had to include corn because there is not a single motif relating to the pilgrims and their convening with uh, the Native Americans that doesn't include maize. That's true. Um, Good point. It's a it's it's a very important theme. Um, I, like you too, I I don't eat corn on Thanksgiving. So 
we can cross it off. I, I'd be fine with taking uh, both of these guys out altogether and just advancing Parker roles Let's just do it. into the yeah. into the into this final four. Wow! Congrats to Parker House rolls. That's like a big. It's like they they got a buy. It's, it's, it's in buy. essence a buy. Yeah. I mean, we we are so down on squash. The beating squash, <laughs> which clearly advanced past corn, is in essence a buy. It's a buy. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> should we jump to the other side and come come? Tough bracket. Tough bracket. For, for poor butter on squash. Should we finish adjudicating potatoes, or should we jump to the other side? No. Listen, we're on the other side. Let's go to the other side. Okay. And I want to start from the bottom and then go up okay. the way this bracket's configured because one of these dishes on here it could could just jump right into my final two, and There's, I don't want to tip it off. It's so already. obvious we're getting the uh, we're getting the one the the double one seed matchup at the end here. We're just yeah. we are we are. But let's let's play out the string. Come on, <laughs> stuffing. Uh, this was a hard one to tackle because there are put it you know, straight into the championship game. Six sixteen hundred different ways we could we could do stuffing right. Can you tell us a bit about There's, the White Castle picture you posted? That looks incredible. That was incredible. That was belly sourced. I don't remember the gentleman who sent it to us, but it looked it was magical. The one thing that that Kyle and I couldn't figure out was whether or not they were actually cutting up the burger as well as the rolls. It looked like If you it. zoom in, you can tell it's burger. Yeah. yeah. It's both. So it just oh. gets better once you zoom in. So it's like instead just. of sausage, you have a White House burger. I mean White White Castle. <laughs> That's that white White Castle stuffing. White Castle is my White House. <laughs> Do you know what was really good for if you want to try that? The frozen White Castle sliders. One time back at Grantland, Jacoby and I uh, tried them. I actually remember this very well because I bought them on the way to work on a very specific May morning in 2015. Oh boy. And Jacoby and I tasted, mm. did a taste test of the White Castle frozen sliders. And they were delicious. Sure. They have the onions, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's the other thing. You're getting your starch, you're getting a little protein, and you have the onion all there for you. That's like 80% of the stuffing already. It's great. I agree with 80% of the stuffing profile (laughs) all there in in the White Castle burger. Should I try this? I think we should try this. This looks really intriguing. We're doing it. So- Let's let's go ahead. Now we have that we have stuffing up against Chinese sticky rice stuffing, which is, is an exotic. And um, I'm a huge sucker for Chinese sticky rice. Me too. And I especially love um, like the, you get the red sausage in there. You can get uh, I like the onion in there. Go ahead. I thought sticky rice was Vietnamese. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's uh, it's multi, it's pan Asian, pan Asian. Because I usually pan Asian is my. I used to love ordering in from this one um, Vietnamese place called Saigon Grill on the Upper West Side that just had incredible uh, sticky rice. Just great. I'm not sure who's which uh, ethnicity is responsible for Perhaps the original both. sticky rice, but I think you know. Okay. I'm, I'll accept whoever the answer is. We just had it posed here to us. It was belly source to us as Chinese sticky rice stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. we got to go with regular stuffing, though, right? Like, is there? Yeah, of yeah. I mean, it's the oh, and, and, it's the staple I, of the meal. How? Do you yeah. Have, how much vegetables do you want in your stuffing? I'm about to shock very, you both. A lot? Very little for me. A very lot. little for house. Really? Yeah. Do you want what? carrots? Do you want celery? Like, what do you want in there? Carrots, celery, onion, s- some mushroom. Mm. Adam a puts soft. a little water chestnut in, oh, just a little bit, which adds a nice little crunch. Now, it's all about how you prepare the vegetables in advance. You can't end up with a bland, soggy mess. You got to season them. You got to saute them or toast them a little bit. But I like a stuffing that feels like a robust, multi-textured, savory 
journey of the soul. <laughs> and so <Valerie>. look, <laughs> having a lot yeah. of vegetables in there is part of it. <laughs> I want to. Um, I, I want a sort of softer interior to the stuffing as well, and like a crunchier outside. Juliet, go ahead and give a reaction. I have something ready for to go for this. Um, my reaction is this is silly. Uh, it's just it's yeah. it's all yeah. it's all about a, a good old fashioned like the the bread texture sure. with some it's just it's a, it's a, it's that's right but the vegetables that, can enhance that I think it's really no, that, that's Adam nonsense must, Adam must be really talented because <laughs> I think it's really nonsense. hard to maintain the right texture of vegetable and stuffing and that's why I like to keep it low. right. You can have that delicious meld of vegetables that you just described. That convening of del- you could ha- you could have root vegetables in there. That's a f- separate dish. Don't stick that in the stuffing and f up the stuffing with all of that. Well, well, There's well, no way you can preserve the the consistency and the integrity of the stuffing and the important bread elements, the important meat elements, with all that effing vegetable in there. Couple things. First of all, you as the as the eater, as the curator of your own plate, have a level of control about the moistness of the stuffing based on how much gravy you put on, right? You are in control of your own experience. But here's the I other thing. I want it inherently moist. Okay, so there you go. So the a vegetables moisture, are only— though, not- if, not wet vegetable moisture. They're not going to be wet if you properly prepare it. So if, you, aye, if there's aye. too much bread, it's dry, and there's not enough flavor. If you use the wrong bread, and if you don't incubate that bread properly, yes, you were right. That sounds like a very poorly executed stuffing if it comes out too dry. Walk us, you walk need- us through your stuffing. What kind of bread are you using? What kind of meat? I, Sausage? I, I, it's a White Castle burger. <laughs> I'm going to try that. You, I will report back. I, yeah. By the way, I don't cook on Thanksgiving. Does your, does I'm your wife? I'm responsible for the turkey. It's a, fa- it's a family affair. I have okay. to ask my mom what the, what is in the stuffing. My mom's stuffing's great. She does it perfect. Congrats to Mrs. House. I like the all stuff. Betty House. Shout out Betty House. Betty House the elder. Shout out to Betty House and shout out to all stuffings because that's the thing really is that stuffing is yeah. is basically flawless and part yes. of what makes it such a delightful part of the Thanksgiving experience is that there is that variety. Yeah. You have your preferred yeah. method and your preferred final result, but you know that if you go to someone else's house, perish the thought, or you have somebody bring side dishes <laughs> to your home, or you have it at a restaurant, or whatever the case may be, you're going to get an inherently different experience. Stuffing to stuffing. The stuffing that you make might vary year to year. That's part of what's exciting about it. There's a certain level of familiarity, but there's also a certain level of variability. I like that. Okay, that's fine. Fine. We're I think we're on the same page. Stuffing advances. We better we have to pick up the pace a little we bit. We do. Cranberry sauce or gravy. I just want to say I am very hard pro cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. This is where you lose me forever. Forever? Forever. Not liking turkey, which is a sacred Thanksgiving meat. And liking cranberry sauce, which is a blob of bullshit on a plate that corrupts not only your taste buds and your palate for the rest of the meal, but the rest of your plate because you can't contain it. It's going to ooze and and trickle. Get a get a side dish. Then there's too Problem much shit solved. on the table. No. There's too much shit no. on the table. I have like 10 fucking plates and bowls already because I'm eating so much. I don't want that. It's a waste. It's revolting. Here's the thing. My favorite, one of my favorite foods, like up there with mashed potatoes, is preserves. 
and like right behind that is jams. So if you are, love, I love jams. But again, it's the same family. You got to support the entire family of overly sugared stovetop like uh, uh, fruit. I it love doesn't it. fit with the meal. It's a, it's too it's a fair point. Disagree. Oh, very. I, no. I. I I, thought, I think the whole I think this is an unfair competition. I don't think gravy should be going up against cranberry. Uh, I understand why why they gravy's, um, gravy's not in my life. Like it's just this not way. in my life. Gravy's I, on every fucking thing on my plate. I would take a yeah. bath in gravy at the end of the night if I could. I would take a bath in gravy right now. I've never once been like I need gravy. Literally ever. Never. Ricky, I, uh, Juliet, have you ever had? Um, a, oh my god! A, a, House, I a, wish you could see the faces we're making at each other right now. We're it's like, pretty incredible. this is like mutual horror. How, I, 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 how have you lived your life without gravy? I don't understand I've had this. It. I'm like, no, I, I don't want this. It's gross. Well, have you ever had Caribbean food? Yeah, of course. And and how do you how do you eat the rice and peas? You know what they call basically rice and beans. How do you, how do you eat that? It needs a gravy. It needs no. the curry gravy that comes from the well, delicious or as, or a jerk gravy. I don't like liquids unless like it's a drink. Like I don't like soup. I don't like gravy. I, I But don't. cranberry sauce is liquidy. Not if, Do you like the gel kind? No, not from the can. My mom makes a really good cranberry sauce. Like really good. Oh my god. Well, I love your mother, so I won't speak ill of her. <laughs> but this is this is distressing to hear. Couple things. One what we do at our home is we have a home, we make a homemade applesauce instead of the cranberry sauce. Feels a little bit more seasonally appropriate. Mm. You can have it in Apple's that bowl peak in on October, the side. Just oh so you know, God. they do. Apple. This is this is your Apple your seasons. New York is showing right yeah. now. App, we live in California. Well, Apples are eternal. Shop local. You know, <laughs> it's better for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> the applesauce feels like a more natural gateway to me between the main meal and my pie at the end. It feels like a, a bridge between those phases of the meal. The cranberry sauce feels like an intrusion. Gravy, I want it all over three primary <laughs> portions of my plate. One, the turkey, obviously. Two, the mashed potatoes, obviously. But then you're three, just having the gravy. Then, as stated previously, that would no. be fine with me. What is the one thing that will ruin a Popeye's order? And gravy. it's hard to no. know. The absence of the extra <laughs> gravy that I order yeah. when I get my large mashed potatoes with extra gravy. Why do you want everything to taste the same and have like the same overarching texture? I, no, no, no. See, it's I think not of, like you're having like some kind of alchemy on your plate. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a fair question. I'm prepared to answer it. I think of gravy during Thanksgiving, <laughs> much like I would think of salt and pepper at any other meal, any other time of the year. It's the constant that is going to elevate the respective flavors of the items on which I put it. I just think this is like a, a psychological indulgence that you can't live without. Oh, well, yes, but that's, <laughs> Juliet, that's true of literally everything in my life. <laughs> well, this is, this is uh, an elemental philosophical... I don't think we're going to come to a resolution. I, I we just need to come to a vote. I, There's only yeah. three of us. I, I acknowledge so we that need gravy. Need to vote. I acknowledge that gravy wins, but I will. Okay. I have no interest in you it. You would like turkey more if you embrace gravy, because then the turkey's not as dry. I don't want either. I just don't. My God. My mom is making roast beef this year, and I'm thrilled. I literally don't know what to say. Well, I you. love roast beef, but that sounds like <laughs> that's that's yeah that's a, an enormous violation. I love roast beef, but that is a Thanksgiving violation. <laughs> okay. I, I, if I'd known that. If I'd known that, you might have been disinvited from this debate. I just, but I, anyway. I, I really love cranberry sauce. I think this next one is obvious. It's basically like not even a contest. It's roasted mushrooms versus Brussels sprouts with bacon and breadcrumbs. Brussels sprouts with bacon and breadcrumbs is so beloved that it's on literally every gastropub menu in America. 
I, uh, I mean, I, I have no argument. I don't have a rebuttal. I love Brussels. They advance. Both of these things are delicious. Yeah. Uh, do you guys consider these Thanksgiving staples? Um, we have Brussels quite often. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm maybe Brussels I'll try have that climbed this year. on our menu as well. We usually do like either an asparagus or a broccoli or a green bean, but maybe I'll give this a okay. maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah. This sounds good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. I'm green, green beans make sense. Green beans are sensible as a replacement if we're going to the next category. They're not already present in green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. I went to college in the Midwest and I learned about casserole culture while <laughs> at the uni- at Northwestern University. I'm about to say the University of Northwestern. What's wrong wow. with me? Boy. Off my game. Um, the casserole phenomenon is very specific. It's regional. If I were having a Midwestern Thanksgiving, I think I would be like, yes, we need to have a green bean casserole with like the weird cereal on the top that's like that's made from uh, uh, cream of mushroom soup. But uh, I'm from New York and I live in California. G- give me the mac and cheese, which is what it's up against. Yeah, I have to vote for mac yeah. and cheese. I have to. Me too. I have that's to. easy. There's no there's no debate. Green bean casserole is really high on the list of items that is either vile and repulsive or palatable and maybe even good based on who made it. Like really big really, swing there based really on the- really good. Yeah, based on the skill of the chef. be sensational. Yeah. I believe- be sensational. I believe, Juliet, this is the favorite Thanksgiving item of our colleague Amanda Dobbins. Mac and cheese? No. Green, Green bean casserole? casserole. Green yeah, bean casserole. Some people have a real fondness for it. And I, I get that, but it's not for me. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Well, it's More a once starch. a it's a once a year dish. That's the interesting green bean casserole. I don't think anybody brings it to any other holiday thing. It really has its moment on Thanksgiving, and that's why it deserved to be included here. But uh, and that it does distinguish itself that way from mac and cheese, um, because mac and cheese is a is a year round uh, in the same way that mashed potatoes are. But I, I, I we're all in unanimous agree that mac and cheese uh, advances. I don't really want an item in my meal that could maybe ruin the meal. Yeah, that's part of it with you, this. You got to go with all all locks. Yeah, and Matt, like unless all you're locks. just an absolute incompetent in the kitchen, it's hard to totally botch mac and cheese. Agreed. Agreed. Green bean so casserole. Like one, thing, one thing I wanted to bring up though. Do you like a, a oven cooked mac and cheese that's like that looks like a casserole, or do you prefer more like kind of? Um, Craft style. Like, what are you thinking here? Yes. You want you to <laughs> exactly. all of the above. <laughs> Could not agree more. Yes. All the answer the is above. yes. My, it's a strong yes. Yeah, I, I really do love almost any type of mac and cheese. I really, all it's of them. really good. It's I, I was babysitting recently and I made mac and cheese for the kids. And I was like, can I just eat this? Like, can I just steal it? How often do you have mac and cheese? Not enough. Like, really just not enough. Like, a couple times a year. Oh my God. What? A couple times a year? <laughs> like, are you how are how are you alive? I don't know. Maybe I'm not really living. Who knows? Oh my god, I have it re- some semi regularly. I would say no ma- no gravy and and mac and cheese twice a year. Don't forget no turkey. I'm making myself seem like really weird. I'm like I'm <laughs> Juliet. Like, I'm like Mork, and you guys are Mindy. And this is Mork and Mindy. <laughs> no, we're gonna re we're gonna rehabilitate you in the eyes of of the House of Carbs listeners when we go to Toronto That's true. and you eat. It's a delicious poutine that's going to have a little gravy in it, by the way. I know. I'll, I'll have to. We'll have sort to, of prepare we'll gra- you for that. We'll grapple with that when we get there. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, before we get to the final four, we're going to take a quick break. All right, my hungry homies, we're about to get into the final four here. But let's first have a nice word from our friends at Canvas People. 
instead of letting that beautiful photo you took, my podcast pals, don't let that photo rot in your cell phone. You can bring it to life with canvaspeople.com. Canvaspeople.com is a really easy to use photo to canvas service that takes your favorite photo memories and turns them into beautiful artwork for you to enjoy every day. Hang them on the walls of your home, office, or give them as a gift. It's perfect for preserving all those family memories. Better yet, all canvases are high quality and made here in the U.S. with fast shipping and great attention to detail. With over 1 million customers already served, you can buy with confidence. Normally, my podcast pals, 11 by 14 canvases are priced at $69.99. But now, for a limited time, you can get a free 11 by 14 canvas. Just pay shipping. Simply use the promo code CARBS, C-A-R-B-S, to take advantage of this offer. That's canvaspeople.com, promo code CARBS, for a free 11 by 14 canvas. Feel free to take that beautiful picture of a delicious cheeseburger, throw that thing on canvas, and get it up on the wall. Canvaspeople.com, promo code CARBS, for a free 11 by 14 canvas. All right, we're back. I think we can get to the final four here pretty quickly. Parker rolls are already there. there. And (laughs) then the other other three items, it seems like um, two are going to advance quite quickly. There's one debate yet to be had. um, And I think it's really just going to be between me and Mallory. Yes, Um, it is. And it's going to break both of you. (laughs) Boy, So Parker rolls are in the final four. Mashed potatoes are in over... Sweet potatoes of any variety, yes. right? Though I just wanted to state uh, for the record, I love a nice sweet potato with marshmallows, some brown sugar, a little cinnamon sugar. That's delightful. Nothing touches mashed it's, potatoes, but that, that dish be, has merit. Agreed. It should be on the table. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's disappointing if there is not a sweet potato dish on the table. As agreed. long as we're in so agreement we're, there. The only thing yeah, that's a little yeah. tough about choosing mashed potatoes is that you just really don't make this other dish other times of the year, you know? So it's a little hard. Maybe we should. Yeah, we should. I think that the, Maybe we should. the solution is to broaden the season for sweet potatoes. I'm very on board sweet with Sweet potatoes are takeaway. having a moment. Uh, I just feel like sweet potatoes yeah, they've, they've been around like for like... In. I hate sweet potatoes. I know. Fries. You're right. You're absolutely them. right. I don't love them either. Adam I them. agree with... Ugh. That's right, but... Uh, we we ought to we can do this all of us and our hungry uh, our hungry homies we can bring the sweet potato a mainstream sweet potato into uh, more of our meals and enjoy it you know it doesn't have to be just this once a year thing anyway let's keep going we we've pushed through mashed potatoes Parker House rolls I think we're gonna all agree that mac and cheese over Brussels sprouts certainly that's that's three of our final four and now we're down to this this this. Uh, Mono y mano, gravy versus stuffing. What are we going to do? Okay, so here's the dilemma. You need the gravy to make the stuffing and the mashed potatoes, which I assume will be our head-to-head in the final, as perfect as they can possibly be. The gravy is a part of that experience. Separating it out ah, feels like we're being a little short-sighted here. However, this is the exercise, and so... Given in the nature of the exercise, I think we have to vote for stuffing because, to Juliet's point, one of the things that's amazing about Thanksgiving is that it's actually a marriage of these preferences. Do you think of it like Halloween where it's about 
the, the, the scarce candies that you can only get that time of year? Or do you think about it like this is a day where my favorite things that I cherish always kind of come together and I get to experience and enjoy them at once? It's like kind of both, right? And you can't achieve that without stuffing. You just can't. It's the signature dish of the meal. I'm really surprised. I 100% agree with you. Stuffing absolutely gets the the lean over gravy for me, mainly because for me, in addition to all of the very wonderful and highly valid points you just made, Miss Rubin, I also love the potential complexity of stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Stuffing, you know, we touched on this a little bit when you try to ruin it with your vegetables, (laughs) but stuffing has the capacity for being like multi-textured. Soft, uh, crispy on top, uh, the, and, and the complexity of flavors, depending on what meat you've used. If it's a White Castle burger, hell yes. Yeah. If, it's, if it's a sausage, you're going to, you, you know, what, what flavor profile of sausage have you used? Have you used an Italian? That would be interesting, but probably not. A nice fennel sausage. That one's a nice complimentary thing. So the stuffing, uh, I, I'll, I'll stop going on. I think st- stuffing's there. It's, stuffing's in the final four. I agree with you guys. I, I, I like stuffing and I don't need to have gravy on it. So great. <laughs> that, 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 that's right. It's the perfect uh, Juliet food in that respect. Yeah. I also just like love bread. I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like so, I, I feel like the portrait of of Juliet Littman coming out of this podcast is very odd. I don't know. <laughs> Saying I do love I, bread is a fine takeaway. Do I sound honestly. like a serial killer? No more than I usual. do want to see a picture, <laughs> Juliet. You don't have to put it on social media, but send me a picture of your Thanksgiving table because it's going to have roast, Mallory roast knows, beef on it. Mallory knows about this, and um, at risk of playing to a type, my favorite food holiday is Passover. Like, there's just nothing really compares for me. Like, I absolutely, I love hosting. I do a really big thing at my home every year. I like thinking about, like, getting around the rules. And so thanks, and I, I have described it as Jewish Passover, as Jewish Thanksgiving, because it's about, like, being thankful and telling a story. And so I think that's part of the reason why I'm just sort of, like, a little bit basic when it comes to Thanksgiving <laughs> is because my energy really goes into Passover, which is sort of, like, my person. I've kind of adopted it as, like, my own thing as well. And that, so I, I, that think that's beautiful. Par- I think that's part of it. I just I'm just trying to rehab my image right now. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> well, no, it is it is beautiful, and I it's something we all get behind. What you've really done for me is open up my eyes to uh, a potential invitation to Juliet Passover, which I've never enjoyed before. But now that we're under this this umbrella together, Mallory, I think would you I like have to, to give con- a testimony about it? It's it's an exceptional <laughs> thing. It really is. I'm always in awe. I tell Juliet this every year. I'm in awe, mostly because I just have never put that much effort into anything in my life other than ringer related activities like I can't imagine (laughs) going home and trying to facilitate something like that but couple rules in life one anything Juliet cares about is worth caring about I mean I mean that sincerely (laughs) two other than cranberry sauce two literally any meal ever can be improved with matzo ball soup it's so true (laughs) and I like to make my own matzo balls it's great yeah can I ask a rule I I I, I'm sorry if I sound like an abject idiot sure all right can Jen can Gentiles sit at the table at Passover, or do, or do I have to have the Absol- leftovers? Absolutely. I would say it's usually about 60-40 Gentile to Jew. And oh, okay. Perfect. Also, one of the um, guiding principles of Passover is that you should invite uh, non-Jews, and it should be a collective communal affair. I'm glad I asked. So, House, it's the end of March. Um, try, to, try to make—actually, it's NCAA Final Four weekend. I already looked. 
So wow. maybe we can get you out here for that. My goodness. Yeah, that's that really sets up. I mean, you know, we, we always have this competition between April and October for the very best month of the sports calendar because of all the stuff that's going on. But lay, layering in Passover yeah. as the lead in, yeah. that might just tip the scales. That's really incredible. Okay. Um, okay, we have a final four. We have macaroni and cheese going up against stuffing, and we have mashed potatoes going up against Parker Rolls. Obviously stuffing um, over mac and cheese, right? Ooh. Guys, come on. We all knew this was going to end with mashed potatoes and stuffing in the final. Let's just, it let's just, I know. let's get, okay, let's get down it. to it. it, it we're, <laughs> we have belabored many of the elements of this far longer than they deserve. I disagree. Potatoes, I can talk about this forever. Mashed potatoes against stuffing in the final. That's the, 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 the matchup that everybody's been waiting for. It, they're the two best teams. We all knew that they were going to be there. Um, Everyone, does anyone have an opinion? Well, I think we should just count to three and say it. The Duke UNC of the Thanksgiving. Yeah, we can count just it. question. Does count that, to three and say. Does it. anyone call stuffing dressing? People do, but no one. Hopefully, on this podcast. <laughs> where, did that, where did that come from? Sure. That that's worth that uh, an investigation of the etymology of dressing to describe <laughs> stuffing, and whether anybody thinks there's a distinction that is worth uh, a, a small investigation. I heard Tate Fraser say um, dressing. Yesterday. Forgot to ask one key question that doesn't mm-hmm. is it a southern thing? Do you guys ever make your stuffing in the bird? My mom does a portion of it. Okay, not all of it. Though. My I'm, mom does a portion of it. Also, I'm out on that. I want to clarify that because it's it scares me in terms of like health wise. I, and also, I think st- stuffing the bird full of apples and herbs and other aromatics really enhances the turkey experience. So I just want to be clear, this is a stuffing made outside of the bird, in my mind. Okay. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I, I accept it. My I have stuffing made both ways right. in my life, so that's that, that's wonderful. All right, so we're counting down and we're shouting our winner? Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. Stuffing! stuffing. Yeah! <laughs> it's a sweep! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> It's a sweep, much like my win over Amanda Dobbins in the superhero oh my draft. God, get over <laughs> it! I will not. <laughs> what an exercise this has been, House. Thanks for, oh, for allowing us to do it. We're gonna have a beautiful picture of stuffing that goes up with this House of Carbs episode. That was a hell of a food fight. Incredible. Thank you both for joining. I can't wait Thank for our you. next one. We're gonna have to obviously reconvene this for uh, for pie uh, for Thanksgiving Christmas pie. slash. Wow. Christmas slash Hanukkah, the next holiday that's on the menu on the calendar. Um, I want to talk about pie. no. Pie, what what what? Yes, I mean, pie can pie can be part of that. Phenomenal, love pie, love All you right. guys, love Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. Love House. you guys. Thank you for joining. Talk to you soon. Bye. And there you have it, my hungry homies, my podcast pals. It is of course stuffing that takes the Thanksgiving. Food Side Crown. We have a great conversation with the NBA's Kelly Olynyk, a Canadian who celebrates Canadian Thanksgiving and U.S. Thanksgiving. But before we jump into that chat with KO, let's have a word from our good friends at First Leaf. How about some fancy words? Angular, Cassis, opulent. If you are not familiar with these terms as they apply to wine, well, congratulations, uh, you're just like me. I don't care if wine clubs and critics babble on about herbaceousness. I just want to know, does it taste good? Luckily, I have encountered the good people at First Leaf, the only wine club that is based on your tastes. I just received my... First Leaf order, and 
they were fantastic wines. Here's how it works. Customize your First Leaf order by selecting the color, wine regions, and frequency of your wine shipments. First Leaf will then create an introductory three-pack of wine to get you started. Two whites and a red into my household, and everything was absolutely delicious. The whites for my lovely wife, the red for me. I had it with a beautiful Szechuan lamb and a lovely light pinot that really accentuated the spice. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. With First Leaf's introductory pack, you will get all three for just five bucks each, 15 bucks total. Normally, these bottles of wine go for $20 each, if not more. When your bottles arrive, rate the wine to get personalized selections based on your unique taste. The more wines you rate, the better your recommendations will be. First Leaf eliminates the middleman and works directly with the world's foremost wineries in France, Italy, and Napa. First Leaf is my new favorite way to rate and buy quality wine. To order your three-pack of introductory wine for just 15 bucks, go to tryfirstleaf.com slash carbs. That's three bottles of wine for only $15 at tryfirstleaf.com slash carbs. Experience First Leaf today at tryfirstleaf.com slash carbs. My friends, I'm also happy to share with you this word from our pals at Hotel Tonight. Let us take a second to chat about Hotel Tonight, an awesome app for finding and booking great deals at great hotels. The holidays are upon us, and you know that what that means, my hungry homies, lots of family time. With the Hotel Tonight app, you can have the best of both worlds. Visit your family, maybe stay in a sweet hotel. No crashing on an air mattress in your old bedroom that your parents turned into a gym, and you don't have to wait until your family starts to drive you crazy. You can actually book a room up to seven days in advance everywhere. And in certain major cities, you can book up to 100 days in advance, which means you can lock down your holiday plans before you head home, or if you prefer, just wait until the last minute. And you can make a break for it when the Uncle Tony starts talking the politics. Whether you need a room for tonight, the holidays, or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app. Because while home is where the heart is, the hotel is where the room service is. So this year, my friends, pull out the pull-out couch and get a room with Hotel Tonight. All right, my hungry homies, my podcast pals, we are coming to you almost live from downtown Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. We are at Momofuku CCDC, located at the corner of 11th Street and New York Avenue in the beautiful city center complex. My hungry homies, I am humbled and I am blessed to have with me here tonight to help me take down some of this delicious Momofuku food, a giant man. This man, after an outstanding 2012-2013 college season, earned him consensus first-team All-American honors. The 13th pick in the 2013 NBA draft played the past four seasons 
for the Boston Celtics and broke my heart along the way. Now with the Miami Heat, my friends, I bring you Kelly Olenek. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, bro. So look, uh, my podcast pals, my taste buds, this, this pod's going to be a little bit different. This is one where Kelly and I are going to be doing some eating together. I'm very happy to uh, have learned before we got started here. This is Kelly's first experience at any Momofuku. Now, you know Dave Chang's got this, this worldwide empire of the Momos and all kinds of offshoots. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't been to the one in Toronto. Yeah, as a native Canadian. No, I, I see it literally every time I'm there. I drive by, I see it on like the second floor, like beautiful outside, outside ambiance there. But yeah, I've never, never stepped foot inside. Well, um, I'm, I'm taking your Momo virginity if you let me. If you let me, yeah. I appreciate it. Now, in front of us already, of course, we're starting off with a wonderful shrimp bun. Did, have you had the shrimp bun yet? I just did. It's yes, phenomenal. Well, one's gone. That's right. I see it on the <laughs> plate. One's gone already. Uh, and give us a quick review. Quick review of the shrimp bun. Solid. Uh, Solid. Yeah. It's it's really shrimp dense, which is unbelievable. Shrimp dense. Yeah. Great way to. I love that description. It's not like a fish cake or a crab cake where it's kind of filler. It's it's really shrimp dense. Yes, it's, I, lo- uh, I, I love it. I love the, the the coolness also, the lettuce and the uh, the little bit of a zest from yes. the, from the from the mayo, the puffy bun. This is this is my favorite. So of course we're going to start with this one. Now before we get started. I, I feel like it's important for me to confess to you, Kelly. I have said many unkind things about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Particularly this spring, I was very impolite. You and the Boston Celtics were, were up against my lifelong, lifetime, my number one team, the Washington Almost Bullets. And May the 4th, I might have said some bad things about you. There was Kelly on Kelly crime at that game. There was, yeah. And then May the 15th, game (laughs) 7, fourth quarter, you took over the game of the Eastern Conference semifinals. The Celtics put the the almost bullets out of the playoffs. I'm glad that we have this time together in, in, in this era of divisiveness. You and I are able to sit down here, break bread together. We have a common love for food and here we are brought together so it's a, it's a wonderful thing i appreciate you having me man that's what it's all about it, it, that, that's exactly right so let's get started with like the backstory. when did you know when would you say that your food curiosity first blossomed um you know i it's it's really as far back as i can remember i mean you know for when i was a little kid you know, when I used to have birthday parties, I used to have, like, parties where, like, I would invite everybody to my party, and we would all split up into, like, three or four teams, and one team would cook an appetizer, one team would cook a wait, wait, main wait, course, wait, wait. one team would do the dessert, Hold one team would do up. the drinks. This sounds like a put-on. Is this a put-on? It's, it's definitely not. You can, you can call my mom. She, she organized what, what, it all. What age? Eight, eight nine years old. And, yeah. And, but that's that. That's asking a lot of your compadres. Like some of those kids may not have ever been in a kitchen before with anything right. other than ramen, right? And I mean, I I don't think it was uh, you know extravagant meals. Like not hot cuisine. No, you had the choice. I mean, you'd make like tacos or like yeah, okay. dessert would be like a mud pie or something like that. And you know, it was just fun. And you know, growing up, uh, I, I always wanted to be a chef. And you know, I I used to see like chefs at work and you know. In their in their job and in their profession, and I thought it was like the coolest thing. 
I did, yeah. yeah I used so to. Sushi wanna, was my, my thing. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's homie, Mike, straight from the DMV, the Italian store here. Mikey uh, Tremonte. Mikey Tremonte. Shout out Italian to the Italian store. store. Oh, my God. Arlington, Virginia. Deep, deep you got to get out there. Mikey uh, and Kelly were roommates. I asked Mikey before we started, how in the hell did he get from Washington, D.C. area all the way out to Spokane, Washington? That's deep. That's deep, but it was, it's a family connection. But I'm very yeah, glad definitely. Mikey's back. And, and their Italian store, the, it's just growing and growing. I think one of them has a picture of you, Kelly, inside there, right? Yeah, I think it does. I yeah, mean, every a mega pizza, right? Every time I'm in D.C., we're, yes. we're in the Italian store making pizzas, sandwiches. Well, I'm glad you were, we were able to steal you away from the Italian store. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, one, right? I had to bring the Italian store with me. Yeah, well, that works. Yeah. And this is his, his first time at the Momo exactly. as well. So we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're knocking down two virginities with one stone, so to speak, in this area. I'll be very delicate in, in describing that. So I, uh, Mike just mentioned your affinity for sushi. I know that you uh, were born in Toronto and then moved to British Columbia and that sushi was an important part of your childhood. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I first developed a love for sushi and, um, you know, whatever it was, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, when I was growing up, sushi really wasn't what it is today in, in Canada. And I don't know about America, but I guess America. Yeah. And so, you know, a sushi store popped up on the corner of my street in, in Scarborough in Toronto. And, you know, we, I would go there, and I went there once with my dad, and we sat, sat at the bar and watched the, the chef make the rolls and oh. stuff. How, how old would you say you were then? I was probably eight years old. Eight years something old. Something like that. Nice. Eight, nine years old. Yeah. And um, Mesmerized. I was mesmerized. I thought it was the coolest thing, and I loved it. I tried it, and I loved it, and I couldn't get enough of it. And, you know, my parents worked downtown at the University of Toronto okay. when I was growing up, so yeah. we were kind of... You know, by ourselves after school, we used to kind of do whatever. I mean, back in that day, you used to just do whatever. You used to go to our friends' houses, right, go right. home, to go wherever. It was free for all. Yeah, I mean, after school. So after school, I used to go to the sushi restaurant and just sit there and watch them make sushi. After school, like grade four. I used to walk home and stop at the sushi restaurant, watch them make some sushi. I mean, I didn't have any money. Like, allowance... Yeah, getting 25 cents allowance every week doesn't really <laughs> save up. You can buy some penny candies, well, but you it, couldn't. It, if you were going in there with that frequency, did they take notice? Did the proprietors yeah, observe so, you in there? You, you were So he noticed. Like, I came all the time, and he, yeah. I watched him like literally every day, diligently, like watch what he did, and I would talk to him and kind of learn from him. And uh, I, he asked me once if I wanted to learn how to make it, and I was like ecstatic. I was like, yeah, that would be phenomenal. Like. I couldn't imagine anything better in life at that moment. Yeah. And so... And did he let he, you touch any of those he was big like, knives? He was like, meet me here, you know, Friday at 3 o'clock or yep, whenever yep, you're yep. done school. And so I did, and I got there, and he taught me, you know, all about sushi, how to roll it, uh, you know, how to make it, you know, how the, how the Japanese traditions are and yes. all that kind of stuff. And it kind of just blossomed my love for sushi. And ever since then, I started making my own sushi at home. And oh, wow. Just kind of... Well, how do you get? What do you? How did you go about getting the fish? Um, Just go to the market. Yeah, go to like depending where you are. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can get it. Well, as a kid, to, you know, growing up. Yeah, as a kid. That, yeah. Were, were you making it when you were in high school for yourself? Yeah, I'd make or it in it high a later school. Later yeah. life thing. No, no. It, I would. Well, we would make it as a family usually yes, yes, because yes. everybody oh, how loved fun is it. That? Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, I mean, if you're not in a place where you can get fish, you can always do like crab or right. vegetables yeah, or right. different smoked salmon, sure. do something like that. Yes. You know, um, but, you know, if you have the fish, then you can really do some things. Now, did you make some for Mikey when you were in your, did you do it for your college comrades? Yeah, we used to do Spokane it in college. Co yeah. What is in, that? In Spokane, Gonzaga. No, we used to just roll it up in Spokane. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, we'll leave that one alone. So that that's a, I, I, uh, 
it's funny you don't think of sushi as kind of the, an entryway for a, for a Canadian to, right, to right. a food love. But, you know, um, he, here we are. So speaking of, of things that, that I might not have anticipated in terms of a, a tradition and, and uh, uh, you know, comparison to the U.S. scene, I understand, uh, well, I don't understand. It is the, the case that Canadian Thanksgiving was a couple months ago, right? It was, yeah, October. Yeah, so we were recording this uh, the, the Thursday week before Thanksgiving, and then this will go up uh, the week of Thanksgiving. I want to com- do a little comparison of Canadian Thanksgiving versus U.S. Thanksgiving. So uh, how, how strong a tradition is the Canadian Thanksgiving? You know, it's strong, but it's not... It's not the same magnitude as American Thanksgiving. A lot okay. of a lot revolves around American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving is like, like you know, people have like birthday weeks. Like yes. that's like a, that's like American Thanksgiving. It's like right. a week long venture. And that's it's got, why it's my favorite holiday, right? And by it's, far, it's like you get a whole week off school. There's three holidays. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's the meal. There's you know football, like yeah. glorified football, and then the next day. The whole world is 50% off in America. <laughs> That's right. So I, when I was doing this research, I wanted to get a little background on the Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, I observed that it takes place on a Monday. It does, And in that yeah. respect, it feels like it just shortchanges you a little bit. Because yeah. do people go to work the next day? Uh, I mean, yeah, you have you to. you got to go guess. to work the next day, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, Most people do their Thanksgiving on Sunday, and okay. then they have the Monday off. Okay. In Canada. And they, they do football in Canada also, right? Yeah, you have the, the great Cup. CFL. Yeah. And there's, is there a double header? Is uh, it like the U.S. where we have football from like, it starts at 1130 in the morning and goes no, it's till... No, it's not that okay, extravagant, okay, okay. no. Yeah. It doesn't revolve around football as much. <laughs> as, I got you, I got you. As the U.S. And what about the menu? How would you compare the menus? You know, it's pretty similar. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely similar. I mean, you got turkey, mashed potatoes, okay. vegetables, stuffing, um, you know, everything. They, they do ham a lot in Canada. Oh. Uh, oh, I like Canada. ham. Yeah. That's a nice uh, um, innovation. Yeah, it's, 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 for the most part, it's straight across. And uh, do you still have family in Canada? All my family's got no, fam- no family in the USA. Oh, my, okay. Do you, so do you go back for Thanksgiving? Is it that kind of holiday? I mean, it's tough because Thanksgiving is like the first week of October, and that's like that was like training camp. Right, right. Okay. So to do it, to do it for oh, me to do is get up and leave. Wow. Yes. Look at that, eh? <laughs> Look at that, eh? So you got Lady Edison ham right here. Lady Edison ham. Oh my. Wow. And then this is sourdough with hose on butter and chives. Hose on butter and chives. Unbelievable. Sourdough with hose on. So butter. we have a beautiful charcuterie. I wasn't anticipating a charcuterie here today. Neither was I, I but this I is haven't phenomenal. had this. Let's have a bite. Let's, let's do it. Let's take a moment. I'm gonna have. I'm just using my fingers here. We're trying not to eat on mic too much for the for taste sure. buds. We don't want the taste buds to get too hungry. Wow. Cured perfection. So let's let's finish this. Um, Thanksgiving idea, so you're not able to celebrate with your family no, in, not at in all. Canada, which kind of like screws things up because not screws things up, but no, I'm not allowed to, to go back there during Canadian Thanksgiving because of our schedule here, and, and nobody gets it off here. So why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then for for me, yes, my family, no one in Canada gets off 
next week in, oh, in so November. You can't, you can't fly. So for them to come down here is... They have to take days off of work. Yeah, they got to take days off work. So there's really nothing going on. So what do you do? What have you done uh, wow. in your time here in the U.S. for Thanksgiving? That's a great question. I mean, if we go through the years, I mean... At college, I used to go to Thanksgiving at David Stockton's house, John Stockton's oh, house. sure, yeah. So that was always... That's a pretty good Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's not a bad right? Thanksgiving at all. Yeah. His mom used to, to make some great food. Um, you know, in, once I got to the NBA, though, when I got to Boston, I didn't really have uh, any connections like that in college. So yeah. there's been a couple Thanksgivings where I've done some interesting things. Okay, let's hear yeah, one. Let's um, hear one. You know, one time, my first year in Boston, I went to Legal Seafood. That's yeah. fine. That's on brand. Well done. Yeah, it was, it was solid. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like we were trying to find something that was open. Sure, and then, of course. And uh, you know, one year I actually went to Evan Turner's house. Oh, that's fun. And his mom it was in town and his grandma, and they, they made a fantastic meal. And I don't know if you've ever met Evan Turner, but I, I he's met a Evan. funny, funny person. He's, right. he's a character. I've heard but, he's got that man, reputation. He's un- unbelievable guy, great heart great character and then and the last, spread for that was, oh, was a good spread huh? yeah great spread yeah. great spread he they did it right and then last year actually um me and my roommate who also was a great friend from college his name's jade jade coletti me okay. and me and him we were it was thanksgiving we didn't have a plan all right so we're like driving around trying to find something open up in boston up in boston okay and we couldn't find anything we're and i lived in charlestown at the time right and uh, so we're driving through, like, I don't know if you know Boston, though. We're driving through Boston. Nothing's really open. We're driving through, like, Everett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we end up in, we're, we're looking at, we're trying to find anything, like Taco Bell, Wendy's. <laughs> like, nothing is hidden. And so we're driving through, and we, we're driving through, and we go, we're in Chelsea. Okay. Which is. Um, nice suburb. Yeah, it's solid area. Yeah. Um, and we, we end up at, like, this kind of Mexican club okay it's called acapulco and i've never even why we'd not? never heard of it before and it yeah. was kind of like in the in the cut almost and yep. all you saw was like neon flashing lights and loud music we go up in there and sure enough there was like maybe 10 people just having a thanksgiving ball was it a was it was it a mexican themed i mean was no it food? was literally just like a mexican restaurant that was open but it was like a, a club and it was kind of we just sat at the bar and had some enchiladas and fajitas and <laughs> watched some football it was <laughs> kind of a, a peculiar thanksgiving a a thanksgiving yeah but i mean it sounds like you caught the spirit catching yeah. the spirit of it, it was, yeah and uh i actually talked to to my roommate jay the other day and he was like looking back like it was it was the craziest thing like that's what we did on Thanksgiving is we went to so a random, random Mexican kind of bar club restaurant on Thanksgiving. And, I mean, it's all about the people you're with. And, That's it. That's and, exactly uh, you right. Know I mean, the times you, you spend. So I was not anticipating that story. I will yeah, tell you. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, live that but life. That's American That's Thanksgiving. So what's on American. the calendar? What do you have in mind for next week? No, I'm not sure. I think. I mean, this is your first time in Miami. Right. Are you on the road, or are you guys going to be in Miami? We play Minnesota on the Friday. Okay. So, oh, so you I'm might not be sure in when we're going to leave. Yeah. I don't know what our flight schedule is yet, but if we do end up leaving, um, my, my best friend, Sam Dower from college, um, his family lives in Minnesota, oh, so I would probably spend some time with them. Yeah, you've got a family uh, meal ahead of yeah, you, if, potentially. Yeah, if, if we have the chance, but, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I don't know. They might... 
the, the team and the staff there might want to spend it with their family sure, and then sure, leave sure. later at night. Right. So you never you never really know. Oh wow! So you 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 don't know your schedule until it's it's the day before. Something yeah, like not that. really. No. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, at least you you have one option in Minnesota. I if do. you end up in Miami, what do you have any thoughts or early thoughts on Miami? If I end up in Miami. No, I have no clue. It'll it'll be a go with the flow day. Uh, well, speaking of sushi, you have to have been uh, so far pretty satisfied with the sushi scene in Miami, right? Sushi in Miami is yeah, it's solid. I, I'm still trying to find, you know, the right spots yep. and, and the interesting spots, but um, it's some of your teammates. It doesn't disappoint. Be able to help yeah, with that, right. Definitely that. Yeah. It, sushi in Miami doesn't disappoint. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot a lot of other cities in the NBA that that don't have the same. The same sushi menu as Miami. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm interested in in going through kind of the the eating rhythm of, of an NBA player because, like, you're here. You played last night down in Miami, my Wizards, and uh, handled yeah, their business yeah, down yeah. there. But I, I mean, you know, I'm just observing. Uh, you're up here in Washington. You guys are going to have it's a home and home, so you'll play the Wiz uh, tomorrow night. And when this goes up, we'll know whether the Wizards sweep swept y'all or not. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, how do you think about, as, as you know that Washington's on your schedule, do you have a um, particular game plan for a city in terms of eating? Yeah. Um, you know, you definitely have the spots you enjoy and like in a city. Yes. And, uh, I mean, Washington, I'm always at the Italian store. Yep. That's like the saying. spot. Yeah, so that's yeah. one place. Yeah, um, it really the, depends. Like Italian where store is not open at night, so like if you you know if we well, were when here you, at the delicious when oh, you when you know the when you know oh, the I owners. See. I got it. I got it. Okay. Spots are open all the time. Yes, yes. That's a that's a, that's yeah. a fair point. Now, uh, how often do you move off of the tried and true? So you know the Italian store is going to be part of your visit when you come to DC, but you'll be up here a few times. Do you do you, uh, when you know you're going to a city three or four times? Um, do you uh, earmark a few places that you want to try? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes a lot of it is recommendation. Yep. Other times it's just, you know, what you're in the mood for. Yes. And other times it's like, you know, when you're on the bus and you're driving down the street and you're like, wow, I mean, that place looks like it could be something. Okay, okay. Yeah. All and, right. Uh, no, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to get out there and and try and make a mistake. So you're willing to, to be a little adventurous. Definitely that. Um, did you have anybody on the Celtics that shared your adventurous spirit when it came to, to trying new foods in new cities? Um, Was there, did you have a running mate? You know, not 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 huge. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I would eat it with the like the trainer, yeah, like yeah, Brian yeah, right. Dew. Yeah. Bidu, so, I would eat with a lot. Yeah. I mean, we would try and some he, stuff. And he would be willing to get on, yeah, get out get there, out, and, yeah, get and, out there and try and, try and mix it up a little new. bit. Okay. Um, yeah, but usually... You know, in this in this profession, guys kind of just lay low and they're at the hotel room service, yeah. kind of do their own thing. Oh, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, how often? What's the ratio of, of uh, occasions that you're eating room service uh, com- as compared to um, going out and trying what a city might I'm have a, to offer? I'm really rarely a room service. Rarely person. a room rare, service. rare room service okay. person. I think there's so much more to offer than than room service. Although some places you eat at are, have good room service, sure, I mean, sure. Yeah, you're, so, at, you're staying at pretty nice, pretty nice hotels. So I've heard that, um, and some of those hotels might have restaurants inside of them that might be. That um, is true. Yeah. So usually you can just go to the lobby and go to a you know a steakhouse get or a, get a good. You go to some kind of yeah. Or I mean, usually you're in a populated area and you can walk down the street 
two blocks and find something that is quite exquisite. You know, that, that steakhouse in the Four Seasons here is, is pretty good. It's my favorite steakhouse in Washington, D.C. Yeah, State. it's no really joke. good. And we the reason for, the, for, for my enjoyment of it, well, let me hear why you enjoy You at the French Fry Trio or what? I, I mean, of course, but I, wanna, <laughs> I, want, I want you to say why you like it, and then I'll say why I like it. You know, I just thought the food, the the steak was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was it was done really well. I mean, yeah, I think so we're, yeah, they have really really quality meat. For sure. And um, their their sides were good too. I like their sides a lot. The, so we're talking about bourbon steak here bourbon steak, that's yeah. located inside the Four Seasons here in Washington D.C. Just on the outside, it's inside Georgetown. Georgetown, yeah. And uh, it is. I, I I said it's my favorite. It is one of my top three. Let's say right, that right. That way. But my attraction part of why i love it there is because um the offerings outside of steak are very interesting many times and uh you know um at an extremely high level you the the fish at bourbon steak don't sleep on the fish really i've never had it i've never had it really i don't know if you're a fish guy well you're a fish guy because you love sushi love it yeah don't don't sleep on the fish okay you find yourself at the bourbon steak interesting yeah for sure the the duck fat fries are the uh, duck yeah 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 yeah. must-haves they have an the incredible The Wagyu nachos burger. are actually the really Wagyu good. Nachos. See, now we're talking. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, so that that I'm, I'm glad. A little shout-out for the DMV. The, the situation here at the Four Seasons in, in D.C. Is, is nice. Now, um, with the heat, have you found anybody to go exploring with you eating-wise? You not running yet. yet. No, not yet. It's, it's funny because uh, I was talking to Dion Waiters yesterday, actually. Yes. And he was like, man, you go out to eat every day? Or what? I was like, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's what I do. I love doing it. I love eating. He's, he's like, I mean, at home, you go out to eat every night? I was like, yeah. I mean, there's so many restaurants out there. Why not try them? Like, I like to go and figure out what's good, what you like, like different spots, low-key spots, stuff off the grid, hole yes. in the walls. And he's, I'm like, you don't? And he's like, bro, I have a chef. That's what I do. I, mean, I go home, you know, so my that, chef cooks. And I was like, well, I live by myself. I don't, you know, I don't have a family, kids. Don't, I don't need, like, a chef to cook for everybody. Right, right, so right. So I'm just right. by myself. So for a chef to just cook for me, I feel it's kind of like, you know, I, mean, I like cooking myself. So if I'm going to cook, I, I'll just do it. Yes. But other than that, no, I like going and, and trying things. And we were talking about um, uh, guys on your team um, and their, their sort of food adventurousness. Do you ever um, have guys on other teams that you connect with for food purposes, or no, is that uh, is that a taboo? I mean, a lot of times it's it's if you if you know the person, maybe you'll yeah. go for dinner, like right. or something like that. Yes, but um, yeah, usually only like if you played with someone or if you know someone from college or yeah. wherever national team, like that kind of stuff. Are there, are there known foodies in the league? Like, you you think of yourself as a foodie, I know that. Right. JJ Redick thinks of himself yeah. as a foodie. Uh, and, and not as much as you would think, but, uh-huh. um, you know, there's definitely people who will kind of help you, you know, give you some, some ideas some or spots or steer yeah. you in the right direction, yeah, which is yeah. always a good thing. You know, uh, I had earlier on, on House of Carbs... Rich Cho, the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets. Now, are you okay. familiar with, with his, his thing? No. Oh, we got to hook you and Rich up. Let's now, do I it. don't want there to be any allegations <laughs> of tampering or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. You were under contract. You signed a mega deal with the Heat. You deserve it. You earned it. But Rich Cho, the general manager of the Charlotte Hornets, runs a website, an Instagram feed, a Twitter feed called Big Time Bites, where he goes all around. He's been doing this for 20 years. Wow. Capturing 
uh, interesting eating experiences and giving out recommendations all all over the world, really. But you know, because of the travel domestically right, for the right. NBA, a lot of he's got places in, all over, and he now has from from his website and his uh, Instagram. Uh, fans chiming in and giving reviews of excellent restaurants in this in in the cities and and big time bites okay. gives out scouting reports and he does a scouting report of the week. So you and Rich Cho need to link up. Uh, yeah, definitely that. Because he's yeah. going to have a recommendation for you in every city that I you play it. in. I love it. Now speaking of cities that you play in, uh, give me two or three that are your top eating towns. Top eating towns. Um, I mean, I'm a massive sushi guy, so L.A. is yes, like. Yeah, the and pinnacle what spot? almost. Do you have one spot, or you go around? Um, I mean, I if you've never been to Sugarfish and you're a sushi person, you have to go. It's yes. just unbelievable. You I, know what's I, so I funny? think it's more people of a lunch in, spot, though. I, I uh, that's I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, people in L.A. talk down. When I go to, to L.A. and I enjoy Sugarfish, I'm like, this is my pinnacle because DC right. is good for sushi, but not right, right, not, right. It hasn't yet caught on here. The yeah, way, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have access to the same stuff. Um, and I, I always look forward to sugar fish, but people in LA, you get a little sushi snobs right, in LA, right? right? And, but you, you just talked about it as a, as a lunch spot. I think it's a lunch spot, yeah. That makes kind of just like a lunch spot. I, I think it's better that way. Um, Do you have a, a, a but, sushi dinner spot? Yeah, I love this place called Takao. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know Takao. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really good. I think it's on San Vicente. Okay. Um, Brentwood, it's in Brentwood. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. The sashimi dishes there are phenomenal. It's 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 one of the best by far. Okay. And then I mean, everybody likes katsuya. I'm more of an izakaya person. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, Manhattan Beach area. Uh-huh. Yeah, lovely. But uh, there's so many, so many. Sasabune, if you've I never know. been. Sasa- I've been to Sasabune. In New York, right, right, that, right. And I had a wonderful, you yeah. know, omakase at the Sasabune. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah, omakase you, there. You have to do it. You, you have to do. do. It. You have yeah. to go omakase. That's the way we do it. But yeah, Takao, if you've never been, that's a spot. All right, we're doing I it. I took us on Whiteside there when we were in LA. And and what did he think? He, okay, so so when I'm like, people are like, oh, you're going for sushi, Shaq, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you want to come? Yeah, I'm like, okay, but this isn't like. You know, Americanized. Yeah. Right, these aren't California rolls yeah, only. Spicy mayo and cream cheese. Right, you know what I mean? right, this is right, like, right. This is Legit. traditional. This is sushi. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and uh, I didn't know if, if that's what he liked or not, but he he loved every second of it and ate everything that came out. So I was I was proud of him. Oh, that's outstanding. And and have you been able to convert any other teammates? You know, into this? I haven't really tried. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, in Miami, I went to to Zuma with Tyler Johnson, and uh, he actually. Took me there, and oh, I was nice. like, "Oh, this is an awesome spot." I'd never, okay. I've never been, but it was, it was solid. And All right, very good, very good. Now, uh, I want um, one more food question, then a hoops question, and then we're going to get to to last meal on earth. But the, the, the you know what? I actually have to say though, please. After playing in Boston, Boston is one of the best eating cities. Yeah, I think so. I I, 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 I don't have any argument with that. The problem with Boston is. Winter starts in September and lasts until May. Now you're used to that because you're Canadian. <laughs> you're right. But for I'm I'm a Mid Atlantic fella. Yeah. I can't get over how cold I am when I'm in Boston most that of is the true. time and that enjoy is true, the food. But, but they have an incredible food scene. I mean, the North End. I the North just, End is. I can just do every place. In Aria, North End. yeah, Aria in the North End. Aria in the North End. I mean, now we're Strega. Yeah, strip right. by Strega now. I know. I know. But you know, my one of my best friends in 
in Boston owned a chicken wing store. Oh! Yeah, it's in Newton. It's, okay. Uh, it's called Tri-City Wings. All right. And I would go there every, like, literally every day on the way home from practice, I would stop at this chicken wing store. So we need to try the wings at Tri-City. Tri-City Wings. You All have right. to go. Okay. It's, like, literally the best wings in, uh, in, in Boston. In Boston by okay. far. All right. And it's, they're, they're up there. They're up there. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I used to go there all the time. And, you know, if they were busy, I would do some deliveries for them, that kind of stuff. Oh, all the time. You. Like, those are my, those are my guys. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure. That, I <laughs> those bet, are my I bet, dudes. I bet some folks were surprised to see you show up at the door. Yeah, very, very much so. But how are the tips? Yeah, it depends. Like, it depends. Some, sometimes they're great. I mean, <laughs> I had one guy who whose order was maybe like $22. Uh-huh. And he like opened the door and kind of like looked at me funny. Yes. Like cleared his eyes. Yeah. Because like, you're seven feet tall. I was like, yeah, twenty-two dollars. <laughs> and he gave he, <laughs> he gave me forty dollars and kind of like did a double take and like just shook his head and shut the door. And I was like, do you, like, you want your change or is this an eighteen-dollar tip on these twenty-two-dollar eighteen pack of wings? Five hundred percent tip. Yeah. So what a great delivery. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that was it was pretty good. But. All right, we 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 mentioned L.A. and Boston. Give me one more one more great eating city. I mean, being for you born in Toronto. Yes. I mean, Toronto is and Toronto is so diverse. The culture yeah. there. Yeah. It's, it's. Let's name some names. Let's some spots that we have to try. Oh, I mean, in Toronto. I mean, Toronto, like they, there's so many like jerk chicken places. Oh, like okay. if, you're, if you're going a strong Caribbean influence. Yeah. Up in Toronto, right? Yeah. There's a community. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm not sure what part of town. I, I, I'm overdue for a visit to Toronto. I've only been twice. Um, the sushi places there. There's I've heard some that great too. ones. Um, there's a place called Shoshin, oh, which is like way up Young Street. It's probably like 20 minutes outside of downtown. Okay, but it is literally second to none. Worth like, the trip. Worth the trip. Okay. It is super special. Um, then there's some some lower key spots. I like a spot called Ja Bistro, which is okay. really good. Uh, um, I mean, they have like a kind of Katsuya Izakaya vibe, like LA, LA kind of sushi. It's called okay. Blowfish, which is all right. All right. Um, what about the people tell me don't get the poutine in Toronto? Save that for when you're in Quebec City. Yeah, right? I mean that's yeah that's, that's true. That's the way to do like, authentic. But yeah. there's, there's, there's there's good spots. There's good po- yeah, there's, there's good, good spots everywhere. In, in Toronto, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Is there a spot we should shout out for um, poutine in, in Toronto? I mean, you can in, in Canada. You can go almost anywhere, and all poutine's right. gonna be on the menu. Yes. And if you haven't had it have it it's gonna be solid yeah okay. um there's like some good i mean everywhere is, is trending towards these kind of health food spots like toronto's got a great spot called impact kitchen oh which is kind of like a you know healthier food bowls that kind of stuff yes um but you know there's so many spots out there that yeah. are, are good um you know it's just a matter of what you like and what you want for sure yeah absolutely yeah all right so the last thing uh one of the things we like to do here on house of carbs with our our guests the first time we have them last meal on earth it can be one thing it can be a do- six things it could be a dozen things wow tell us tell the hungry people out there our taste buds what is on the kelly olenic menu for last meal on earth Last meal on earth. <laughs> that sounds su- like sushi's going to be in the sushi mix. Sushi has to be sushi, on there. there some, now, is there one particular? Is there a sashimi? Is there a, a, a an uni? A, I love uni. Yeah, uni is I unbelievable. Mean, where, where, um, where do you get your best uni? I mean, I know I, mean, I keep interrupting, but yeah, that's tough. I mean, uni sashimi, uh, like a takao, is really okay, really good. Okay. All right, um, there we go. Takao. Takao is really good. Spot. I mean, takao might be a spot where you you okay. have your best your best food. I mean, there's so many places. It depends yeah. what you want to get. All right. Well, but, um, so uni, that's on the menu. If it was a, yeah, I mean, my mom makes this dish where it's like, 
you know, breakfast sausages oh. fried up okay. in like tomato sauce, and it yes. has like it's like tomato sauce with like crushed tomatoes and a little, you know, garlic and red chili pepper. And oh it's, my! And you put it over kind of like rice or quinoa or something like that, and it's, it's that's, that's something. A, that's yeah. a morning meal. No, that's more of a like a. Like but you a, use the breakfast sausage. Yeah, which is I a little see. different. Yeah, okay. it's a little and now different. Now, is it a link or a patty? The way your mom does it. It's a link, and you cut it into bite size. Okay. And fry them up. Yeah, it's Whoa. that's something that would probably be on there. When we nice. were kids, we used to always get to pick, you know, what we wanted for breakfast on our birthday. Yes. And uh, you know, I would always like choose, you know, crazy like dinner foods for breakfast, <laughs> and my sisters would, my older sister would just choose bacon. Sure, she I, bacon know, and, I know where she's coming from. And we always used to have. I was talking about this the other day with someone. Eggo waffles. Yeah, we had those. Put them in the toaster, and okay. we used to make ice cream sandwiches oh, with that. Oh, it's glorious. It's a glorious thing, the mint egg ice cream sandwich. Yeah, mint chocolate chip ice cream between egg waffles. Okay, Maybe. so that's on the menu. Maybe that, yeah. That. All right. And, uh, one more thing? Or yeah, we, that's, uh, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty solid menu. Some yeah. sushi, some of that. Sausages and tomato Does sauce. Does she have a name? Does there a name for the sausage? I just call it sausages sauce? and tomato sauce. I don't know what the real the real food <laughs> name is, but maybe well, some egg and waffle ice cream sandwiches. And uh, you know, if I had to choose, you know, like a pasta dish or carb, you know, I I love gnocchi. Yeah. Oh, gnocchi. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, I you would don't say have to choose like it. That. It's your meal. But you I know. Would, I know. But I'm trying to think. It's your last like, meal. You could have a wonderful gnocchi. It'd be part yeah, of that. that of that, might, that might be up there. Yeah. I mean, help, help fill up. You are on House of Carbs after yeah, all. Yeah. So but I, I am a dim sum guy, too. So this oh, is nice. real well, tough. Oh, Dim sum could be the whole thing. I yeah. mean, that, that's all by itself. The tough. cart. Bring the cart and keep bringing it until I'm down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kelly Olenek, thank you so much for joining us today on House of Carbs. Thanks for having me, man. For real. Thank you. All right, podcast pals, that will do it. A great, great show for Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody enjoys their meals this week. Please do this for me. We are going to be putting up uh, lots of photos of our own Thanksgiving experiences at The Ringer. You're going to see a lot of stuff on my table at the House of Carbs. This week is perfect for belly sourcing Thanksgiving style. I'm sure there will be strong opinions about the sides that we came up with on Food Fight, stuffing as the winner. How about you show us where you thought we got it right and where, where we may have gotten it a little wrong with pictures of your fantastic Thanksgiving sides. Please, my friends, be sure to give us a review on iTunes. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We shall be back next week in another episode. Until then... Enjoy Thanksgiving and let's stay hungry out there.